Welcome to Commission. I'm Pastor Eric Teitelman. And I'm Jed Robine. In each episode, we will talk about the gospel of the kingdom, declaring God's heart for the restoration of Israel and all the nations. So join us as we together explore the mysteries of the one new man. Welcome back again to the Commission Podcast, and we are picking up the second part of this series, this podcast series where we are continuing to explore in the book of Acts, you know, going back a few episodes, we were on chapter 13, and then we kind of breezed over 14, and we really focused last time on Acts chapter 15, and just started to touch a little bit on chapter 16. And I know, Jed, you've you've got uh, a lot more you want to bring out of chapter 16. So let me turn it over to you so you can kind of build on the theme for this podcast. Well, it's always great to be together. And, and we kind of ended, you know, last episode on a cliffhanger because <laughs> mm-hmm. chapter 15 ends with uh, after the council is unanimous and harmonious and they come to a place of peace and they send the letter out to the Gentiles. We have this closing story of Paul and Barnabas, this power missionary team having a sharp disagreement and going their separate ways. And Barnabas takes John Mark, and they leave and go their way. And Paul and Silas head off in a new direction. But something very important is about to happen. And, you know, we can read the Bible and just blow through certain events. And uh, I have not heard a lot of teaching around Timothy. Mm-hmm. But we're about to meet this man of God uh, for the first time in the scripture. And we know he ends up becoming Paul's protege. Mm-hmm. He's a young man, but he ends up becoming uh, the pastor of Ephesus. Mm. And Paul sends him throughout the ancient world on various errands to encourage the saints. And so we want to dive into Acts 16. And so I'm just going to read a few verses here. And so uh, it says that Paul f- went first to Derby and then to Lystra, where there was a young disciple named Timothy. His mother was a Jewish believer, but his father was a Greek. Timothy was well thought of by the believers in Lystra and Iconium, so Paul wanted him to join them on their journey. In deference to the Jews of the area, he arranged for Timothy to be circumcised before they left, for everyone knew that his father was a Greek. And then they went from town to town, instructing the believers to follow the decisions made by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem, which we just read about. Mm So the churches were strengthened in their faith and grew larger every day. I love this story. Mm. I think there's so much more happening here than than we can initially perceive potentially. So again, Paul, is it possible for question, first question, Paul and Barnabas, were they, is this the original plan or is this plan B? Mm. Paul and Barnabas may, may not have started off in Derby and Lystra. But there was a breakup, and I'm just wondering if God's working together all things for good mm-hmm. for Barnabas and John Mark. And we know there's a reconciliation down the line between Paul and John Mark, right. who is kind of the issue between Paul and Barnabas. They reconcile eventually. But is it possible that Paul and Silas find themselves in Lystra to meet this young man named Timothy? Now, Timothy is interesting because his mom is a Jew. But his father's a Greek, and it says everybody knows his father's a Greek, Mm -hmm. and he's not yet circumcised. And so he's well thought of by the believers. And Paul obviously sees the calling of God on this young man because Mm -hmm. he wants him to travel with them. 
like Paul's, you're coming with me. He's, his heart is knit to this man mm-hmm. right off the bat. But in deference to the Jews of the area, he arranges for Timothy, who is a Jew, to be circumcised before they leave. And so Paul's making it as easy as possible for the gospel to go forth. And so here we go. Some thoughts on Timothy. Why is God choosing this man who's going to be the pastor of Ephesus and going to be a key central figure in the early church? And he's going to take Paul's message. And as a pastor, he's imparting it. I mean, they're doing it right here. They're teaching what the elders just made the decision on in Acts 15. Paul and Timothy and Silas are out now imparting that instruction to the local church, and the church is growing every day. Mm-hmm. So my question is, Eric, what do you think? Why did God choose Timothy? What's going on here? Well, the, the interesting part of the scripture that you pointed out is it says that they all knew that his father was a Greek. And Correct. I'm going to say that that's not in a, a positive light, <laughs> because if you're in a Jewish community and everybody is saying, oh, yeah, there's Timothy, his father is a Greek. Oh, and he's not circumcised. Have you seen Timothy running around? It's not in a positive vein. Okay. So in other words, they don't see him, as, at least not yet. They don't see him as part of the, you know, Kalal Yisrael, the, fam- you know, the halls of Israel and the family of Israel. He's not quite yet. Although, as So we, there may be some stigma there. There's, there's definitely some stigma. Although we know, of course, per Jewish law in the Talmud that, and, you know, that goes back, even predates this time, that... That if your mother was Jewish, that technically, per Jewish law, you would be Jewish. But you have to be circumcised to, to come into the family, so to speak. So obviously, it was right for Paul to circumcise him because, and getting to your question is how, you know, how is he uniquely made? How did God uniquely create Timothy to be this pastor? Well, it, it, once he's circumcised, now he can go to the Jews with the gospel. And, you know, they, he can go into the synagogue and they should say, well, you know, his father was a Greek, but at least his mother's a Jew and he's circumcised. So we'll consider him one of the family, but he's a bit of a misfit. But, you know, he's got an opportunity to share the gospel. But because his father's a Greek, and I'm assuming that he was probably raised into more of a Greek culture because he wasn't circumcised. So that right. tells me that his mother was obviously not religious and or observant. Or his dad just overpowered that. Maybe, maybe. overpowered and said, no, we're going to, I'm raising my son to be a Greek. You yep. know, I'm a Greek, you know, and, and didn't circumcise him per the, you know, per the commandments given to Israel. That, but he has an understanding of Greek culture. And same, you know, on the other side, Timothy is well-equipped to go into the Greek communities and to speak to the, to the Greeks, to the Gentiles about the gospel. Yes. In other words, he really has a foot in both worlds exactly. to preach the gospel. I think that's really at the heart of this of his call is he's in, he he has access to two cultures. Yeah, he does. And he experientially understands them because he's lived with them. Right. And so Paul is the apostle to the Gentiles and here is his spiritual son mm-hmm. that they get knit together at this moment. They don't know right now. I mean, this is 30 years later, basically, mm-hmm. Paul, when he writes Second Timothy, and right. he's at the end of his story, Timothy's the only one left, basically. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has kind of deserted Paul. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Timothy, please bring my coat I left in Troas. I'm old and I'm cold in this prison cell. Mm-hmm. Um, would you please you know, bring, bring an old man his coat? Basically, 
Right. But Timothy is going to be the one who runs the race with Paul all yeah. the way to the end of Paul's life, at least. And and so, but I love this birth of this relationship because I think Timothy is ideal from a strategic standpoint to embody Paul's message. Yeah. Paul is preaching the one new man, right? Mm-hmm. The wall of hostility, like you said last episode, Ephesians 2, it's been torn down. And here's Timothy is living that, mm-hmm. you know, he is embodied that he has a foot in both worlds, like you said, in order to speak with some authority, experiential knowledge mm-hmm. to actually bring and pastor. You know, Paul's the apostle. Mm-hmm. He's out traveling and he's out breaking new, new territory and, and planting churches. Right. But guys like Timothy are the ones that he are actually, he, Paul's setting them up right. to pastor and to teach and to train and equip the believers in that area, in that region with this understanding. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is just a fascinating little character study. I haven't heard too many people talk about Timothy, but I think he's much more strategic than maybe many of us ever really consider. No, I, I would completely, completely agree with that. And uh, it, it's interesting that you, you know, you're pointing that out because you're right. I don't, I've never heard others really talking about uh, Timothy as a character that way, about how God would use him. But isn't it's, you know, isn't that the beautiful way that God uses each and every one of us? I mean, I, I, for example, I look, I look at myself and how, you know, I was born here in the U.S. And so I have one foot on, you know, this soil. But then the Lord took our family to Israel in 1973. And I spent many years living there, really learning how to become an Israeli and to fit into Israeli culture. And I did many years doing that and then came, you know, came back to the U.S. in high school and then stayed here after that. So, you know, I, I see and God's used me both to minister to Jews when I run into Jews here. And of course, you know, I minister to you know, Americans everywhere that I, that I go as well. So I can, I can completely relate to Timothy that way. Well, it's, it's kind of having a multicultural breadth of experience. Mm-hmm. It is, right. And, you know, I think for catalytic change to occur, and maybe this is something we could talk about, you know, God often brings the, a new revelation mm-hmm. through a new vessel. So, you know, Jesus is a great example of this, right? Mm-hmm. He comes and he is speaking into Judaism at that time to help bring a new perspective. Right. Right. He's within Israel. Mm-hmm. He's Jewish. He's an Israel Israelite. But the revelation that God's getting is catalytic in that it's, it's a new thought mm-hmm. and it's changing a paradigm. And I think, you know, Paul is another, is another great example. We've already talked about how Antioch, God made Paul live out for a year this multicultural family, mm-hmm. Gentiles and Jews living together, Paul and Barnabas are teaching them and how formative that was in changing his paradigm as a Jewish man to understand his call to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And then they go on their missionary journey and they're experiencing, okay, there's opposition coming from the Jewish synagogue. These Jewish leaders are resisting the spread of the gospel. Gentiles are receiving it. And they're, it's almost like as they go along the way, they come into more understanding of who they are mm-hmm. in Christ. Right. You know, and here's this young man who gets grabbed by Paul. And who knows what Timothy's life is at this point, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is fascinating. You know, when, when we're called by God, like whether you're a fisherman at the sea or a tax collector, mm-hmm. or whether you're Abraham, even to go back to the start of the story, right. um, you know, he's got his life in Ur of the Chaldees mm-hmm. when, the whole, when, when the Holy Spirit calls to him and says, you know, leave what you know and come with me and I'll show you where I'm going to take you. Mm-hmm. 
Here's another example of a young man. He's got his life in Lystra and Iconium. The apostle blows into town. Young man, you know, come with me. We're going to get you circumcised and you're going to come with me on the adventure of your lifetime. You know, mm. I love the how the Holy Spirit is like preparing the vessel long before the vessel is aware mm-hmm. of of what his calling or her calling is in the kingdom, God is preparing that vessel for service. Well, this raises to me a really interesting thought as, as I was listening to you just talking here this last minute or so. And that is that I, I think in some ways we naturally tend to gravitate towards what is familiar to us. And so naturally for myself, I think, you know, I would say, well, I, I feel I'm Jewish. I feel comfortable being around, about, around Jewish people. And I do. There's no question about that. And when I'm in Israel, I feel I fit right in with the Israeli culture and I love the food and I love everything about it. But at the same time, like you, you were saying, Jesus was calling his, his disciples out of the familiar into kind of an, an unknown realm, so to speak. And if you weren't comfortable leaving that little comfortable realm that you were in, he said you weren't really deemed fit for the kingdom. I mean, he gave these stories about people that, you know, this one bought a plot of land and this one wanted to go bury his father and this one just got married. And, and all of these natural things that we are comfortable with. And yet he's saying, if you want to follow me in my kingdom, you, you've got to leave the comfortable world that you are in and be willing to kind of walk away from it and step away from it. So. Going back to, to Timothy, he kind of had to do the same, the same thing, really. Yes. He, and if you think about his situation, you know, being really a half Jew, half Greek person, probably got a lot of flack from both sides. From the Greeks, they're like, oh, your mother's Jewish. You know, mm-hmm. you're not really a full-fledged Greek. And then, of course, on the other side, they're like, well, you're not circumcised. Your father's Greek. You're not really fitting into our, you know our club either, so to speak. And so he probably in many ways felt really out of like a fish out of water, so to speak. In other words, he didn't fully fit into Greek culture, but he also didn't fully fit into Jewish culture. And this is the part that I really love the most that you read at the beginning. He was well received by, by who? Believers. The believers. Because the believers were the ones that had to come out of their culture. Now let's assume that they were Jews well, you know, as soon as a Jewish person accepted Christ back then, it's no different than it is today. They were probably rejected by most of their family, if not their entire family. And if you were a Greek and you left all of your pagan gods and you went off to follow the God of Israel, so God for, you know, Greek God forbid, so to speak, right? <laughs> you were, you were, I mean, also, a, you know, a heretic, outcast. an outcast, exactly. So, you know, Timothy's probably not feeling, I mean, while he can sort of move and navigate in both worlds at the same time, he's also not being fully received. And the only place he's fully accepted is by the other believers who also are outcast from their own culture. So, so good and rich, you know, to that perspective, you know, that we leave that familiar to go on an adventure with God where we're accepted by God. Mm-hmm. But then the Bible talks about comfort others with the comfort of which you've been mm. comforted with, you know. And so, again, back to Timothy's call as a pastor, you know, he knows what it feels like to be rejected, right? to be misunderstood, to not fit into any culture, except he's got this calling to be with the family of God 
mm-hmm. and that's his people. My, right. my people are believers, disciples of Jesus, whether you're Jewish or, or, or Gentile, this is my family mm-hmm. and we're going to lock in. But because he's been rejected, he can show grace and kindness to other people who are feeling misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what is part of, again, coming back to his call and qualifications as an elder and as a, as a pastor, as, as God's man on the scene to really take Paul's message and pastor it into people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I just think it's great to look at the people that God chooses and how he forms them and prepares them for that work. Mm, amen. It's awesome. Well, here's, here's a thought to think about as we kind of bring this episode to a close, to bring it forward from Timothy into kind of a broader application to today. You know, I've had some experiences. I've been to a lot of different churches, you know, many denominations, and I've been to Messianic synagogues and worship. I've worshiped with Jews. I've worshiped with Gentiles. The Lord has allowed me the opportunity to go to different countries, as I know you have, Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, again, to come back to that idea of we, we crave what is familiar, and that's where we're comfortable, mm-hmm. is around what we know. That's right. But the family of God includes people that don't look like me, sound like me, mm-hmm. worship like me, don't have the same traditions that I have. And I think that the Lord is calling us to have that multicultural openness I agree. Timothy and Paul had this hospitality and humility that we talked about last episode of, you know, I think too often we allow, whether it's denominations or whether it's our cultural expressions, to keep us from what Timothy was experiencing is, these are my people. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think God's after is this understanding, deep understanding of the believers. When we we have a covenant with God through Christ's blood, we're not just reconciled to God. We are reconciled to one another mm-hmm. as brothers and sisters. Yeah. And we need to be vigilant to not let anything tear that down and don't let anything put those obstacles of enmity and hostility back in place. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a key lesson from the life of Paul and the life of Timothy and in their ministry partnership that is birthed here in Acts chapter 16. Yeah. Amen. Love it. Well, thank you all for listening to another episode of Commission, and we're looking forward to recording some more in the near future. And so, Eric, it's always great to be with you, brother. Appreciate your perspective, and we'll see you again on the Commission podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast from Commission, make sure you subscribe to our channel and don't forget to visit our ministry websites. We pray the Lord richly blesses you and we look forward to having you join us again for our next episode.